0: Talking about, first of all, the wonderful Glozell.
1: Glozell okay. was with us on our
0: first first podcast. She's funny, wonderful. The whole thing, Liz Murdoch. You are an animal communicator. Yes. We've got, of course, the fabulous Sabrina. We all know her. Hello. Is <laughs> Tyler Henry? Who those of you who watch his show? He is. Let's just call. It, what should we call you? A celebrity psychic.
2: Clairvoyant medium works. Clairvoyant medium. <laughs>
0: Char Margolis, who's also a psychic, but also an author. Yes. Which is very exciting. And Dr. Lawrence Pirro, doctor to the stars. i yeah. And you actually have, we, we know each other personally, as you do a number of people in this room, but you have a lot to say about traditional medicine and the world of mind-body connection and psychics.
3: Absolutely. Okay, so
0: we are here, obviously, now I've given it away, to talk about psychics. People are fascinated by psychics. It's hard to believe, but one in three Americans feel they have experienced a psychic moment. 40% are women, and only 29% are men. One in four have consulted a psychic. One in four Americans believe some people can see the future. And here's where it gets fascinating two-billion-dollar industry we're all in the wrong business amen <laughs> so and travel channel by the way is now all psychics and paranormal I'm gonna start actually
1: with you sure okay. why do you think that is well remember the time you wanted something maybe it was a maybe it was a, a Romance, maybe it was a business thing, but this—you had this gut feeling that said, "Don't do it, don't do it." But you started talking to the person, and you went, and you did it anyway, and you suffered the consequences because that little voice was telling you, "Don't do it," but you did it anyway. Yeah, suffer the consequences. Okay. Story of my dating life. <laughs> okay, that—that <laughs> that was your first psychic experience. So why Everybody's didn't my why did psychic? My Everybody's intuitive. Okay, but then why did my psychic, ex- my first psychic experience say, "Run"? Don't, don't go to this person. But then you were being psychic to, take, to, to, to avoid that problem. So After I was in it? Well, oh, I thought you didn't get that first feeling in the beginning? No, but
0: I'm stupid, and I still was like, no. She got well, that first feeling. Yeah, she got then, it. She ignored I it. People. And the second but, feeling in the yeah. I, I can feeling. Fix But that's people. what happens. People
1: go into denial. <laughs> I can fix people. Did you know yeah. that? I believe you. Apparently, I I believe I, you. I, all my relationships, I can fix them. But every, mm-hmm. everybody <laughs> is intuitive, and in my book, uh, the Universe is Calling You that's coming out in February. Yes, new Woo-hoo! book. You've written, Woo-hoo! yeah, you're, you're actually a big author. Right, and um, it, it's called The Universe is Calling You, and it talks about listening to your gut feeling and going and, and knowing that we can prevent pr- problems and attain goals in our lives and that when we die, we just don't go away. So, Shark, you have a brand new book coming out. Right, it's called The Universe is Calling You, and it talks about how everybody's intuitive, everybody's psychic, And the important thing, and I teach intuition. I teach intuition classes. And uh, the future can change at any moment, at any second, because of someone else's choice or decision. So we all need to be in sync with our own gut feelings to stay out of harm's way. Okay. now Tyler, you're nodding your
0: head. Yeah. Why do you think everyone's so fascinated by this?
2: Well, I think everybody has questions about the subject matter. I think it's the oldest question in human history as far as what happens when we die, why are we here, and I feel like our intuition really is our inner tuition. I think it's our access to inner knowledge. I think so many people you know, look outside of themselves for guidance, for advice, for insight, and I feel like we have a lot of the faculties and the tools within us, and I think it's just being able to use discernment, being able to be present. Um, I find that's a really fundamental part for my process as a medium, and I speak to other mediums and psychics. And everyone may work differently, but I think being present is a very important part to connecting to that side. Yeah,
0: My therapist was just sat straight up and said, "What? She has to, she can look within herself." I have two kids to put through college. <laughs> Sabrina's shaking her head.
4: You know what? I agree with both of them. I feel like the older I get, now that I'm in my thirties or whatever. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's so true. I feel like there is always something, that little voice that says, Mm -hmm. don't. Like the other day, I was going to take money from my husband's account. The little (laughs) voice said, don't do it. (laughs) Felicia. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do it. And I was like, I was like really happy. And then afterwards, he just gave me money. So I thought, Mm -hmm. wow, there would have been a trust breakdown. There would have been all Mm -hmm. this craziness going on. Did you have your foot on his throat? this time well, you, you listen to the wisdom exactly i mean I'm, I'm so that was positive reinforcement for me so i'm mm-hmm. always like little voice are you there mm-hmm. what can you tell me today
0: but Tyra, this all started for you really really young it did how did you figure out That you had this gift.
2: Sure. Well, for me, how
0: old were you at your your first experience?
2: I was actually 10 years old when it all started for me. And I grew up in a very conservative Christian household. We didn't talk about spirits or mediums or anything like that. And one day I just woke up and I had this knowingness that my grandmother, my best friend, was going to pass away. Mm -hmm. And as time went on, it really went from one incident, one occurrence to a series of occurrences of just these knowingnesses. But I have found through this work that children are particularly intuitive. I think they're open vessels. They're not swayed with, you know, beliefs, religious belief, cynicism, logic, and so children are kind of open to maybe things that adults aren't.
0: And how did you explain this to your parents? I mean, your mom is here with us today.
2: Yes, so... How
0: did you, I mean, how did you explain this that your parents didn't go, "Uh uh-uh, you know, we might need need to have, you know, he might need a little... Psychiatric help.
2: Yeah. My dad didn't know for six years, I actually. Did I had you the, not tell him? I didn't. I told my mom about that initial premonition. I felt grandma was going to die, and then she got the phone call that my grandmother had just passed. But that was my dad's mom, and for six years I didn't tell him. And then one day I just sat him down, and I said, you know, I'm in school to try to become a hospice nurse. I was 16 years old. I graduated high school. Um, and that was pants. my path oh not really it was an easy program but okay. But did, I, you,
0: did you take a GED
2: I basically the equivalency I okay. was able to get into you know college and basically was doing readings through word of mouth and I think when you're legitimate you should not have to advertise overtly I think word of mouth spreads and it's the most powerful tool we have
0: now the most fascinating woman in the room Liz Murdoch <laughs> you work with animals yes and people are obsessed with their pets yes when did you figure out you could be Dr. Doolittle and actually speak to animals?
5: Well, my first, my first experience, which I, I didn't think anything of I was five, so I was young also, and a girl brought a gray poodle to show and tell, and it had purple toenails. And a pink, a purple bow. And I remember looking at it and the dog saying, there's so much more to me than this. (laughs) And I just, I, 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 as a five-year-old just observed, it was quiet and I I didn't say anything like Tyler. I went home and I said to my mom, I really want to have a dog. And that was it. Then I got a dog and, and. I I never really realized, other than I did not like Dr. Doolittle, I remember seeing it and thinking, that's not how they talk. So I would write these, like a download of what the dogs are telling me that they wanted. I want to live in this kind of a house. And they found that they were placing these dogs so much faster. I'm just cracking up because, you know, at five, This dog comes in. It's like the first ask
0: me more from the red carpet. I am so much more than this. Don't ask me about my clothes. I'm, you know, I'm so much more. Okay. I
3: love that she knew that uh, Dr. Dula was a fraud. I love that too. speaking of doctors,
0: you strongly believe that there is not, well, explain what you said to me, that there's not sufficient evidence to prove that this is not true, and you believe in it. in in in, as with traditional medicine
3: well i mean i think that all this whole topic is in the same category in a certain way as religion because we all want to believe that we're a part of something bigger than just ourselves and that there's some kind of an order. That's why we all want to believe in karma, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody does something terrible to you, you want to hope. You don't want to necessarily pay them back because that's revenge, but you hope the universe will make that situation right. Which
0: is really a revenge light.
3: It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Fingers I think crossed. All of these things are in the same category. And I think that one of the problems with science is that People mistake the scientific method as saying if there's no proof, then it must not exist. But true scientific method embraces an open mind. So the real scientific method is that if there's no proof that it doesn't exist, it might. Right. Right. And and I think we have to approach everything in that way. And when you have such high statistics as 40 to 60 percent of Americans believe in ESP, a quarter of Americans believe in that special form of clairvoyance or the power of the mind to know the past and predict the future, I think that's a very compelling thing that all of these regular American people who go and do regular things and are not woo-woo out there actually believe in that and have experiences. Well,
0: I always look at it so much because my mother absolutely believed in psychics. She believed in ghosts. She believed in all this we have a wonderful friend of the family, a woman named Sally Glassman, who is a white witch.
4: High priestess, wow. honey. High I
6: thought priestess. all of you were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's what I was told. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> that's what I was I told am, growing up. I am
0: white. white witch. I, would one one I am white. I am white. I am white, and there are times my son would say, I've been being a witch. So, absolutely accurate. But she did. She had this woman, uh high priestess named Sally Glassman. And she lives in New Orleans. I think you might know Sally, Tyler. Except on
2: Celebrity Ghost Stories.
0: Yes, and yes. she is amazing, and she's from New Orleans. And Louisiana has a lot of, of spirits. Have any of you traveled to Louisiana? Yes. I have. There's a lot of juju there. There is. What what happens when you... Do you ever walk in anywhere
4: and just go like, Ugh, I got to get out of here? I felt like that there was a presence when I was in Louisiana. You know, I'm like with Tyler. I come from a very stern christian background and so i think that i'm just kind of hypersensitive sometimes just because i do know but to me there is a feeling you know i went with your mom to sedona and when i was in sedona i'd never felt that kind of energy before Mm -hmm. it's like no other so you there's a sense about you that you start to feel things and some people just ignore it what was your spookiest experience
2: tyler Oh, spookiest experience? Uh, you know, I'm really thankful. I haven't had a lot of scary experiences. But you've, you've
0: got to have walked in somewhere and gone like, get yes. me the hell out of the, here. There
2: have been a few. I, one thing I will say is I think intention is a very powerful tool in spirituality. I think if your intentions are pure, if you're all about trying to help and being positive, I don't think you're typically going to attract the really lower vibrational things that are t- stereotypically dark Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Where'd you scary. walk yeah. in? <laughs> so that being said, when I was around 13, I was laying in bed once, and I heard my mom come into the room. The door opened, and- I felt her hand on my head, and I thought, oh, great, I'm getting a free head massage out of this deal. You know, my mom going to sleep. I was 13. Mom's like, oh, I'm just going to give him a scalp massage. I'm lying there, and I suddenly realized that there was a little bit of an added pressure. And Ooh. I thought, well, that's weird. My mom doesn't usually put that much pressure on my head. And then I started realizing that the hand that was on my head was a little too big to be my mom's.
6: Uh-oh. Mm. And
2: immediately I lifted my head off the pillow to try to look up to see who it was. And my head got slammed back down <gasps> into the pillow. And I was struggling, and I eventually was free, but no one was there when I opened my eyes and looked up. My mom rushed into the room, and she was like, what's wrong? What's happening? And sure enough, something had kind of attacked me. But that's the only scary instance I've ever had, and I think intention is very important.
0: So in your own home?
2: Yes, in my own home.
0: Wow. What about— you about, I, mean, well, I mean you've got it you've been at this a while. I've been only forty seven years. Right.
1: <laughs> so Newbie. and I'm learning every day. Yeah. But I you will have never to, stop learning you
0: have to have walked in someplace okay. and been like so get me out.
1: What I've learned through the years is that as in everyday life, there are good and bad people in the spirit world there are good and bad spirits. And mm-hmm. I always say a prayer of protection before I read for every single person that I read for. And I I once worked on I went undercover working on a case where a girl was blown up in a car and the car was on fire. And, and I, I talked to the chief of police and I said, I think the guy that did it, I gave the name. And so they had me go undercover and he was a shoe salesman. Mm. And, um, I went in to, to buy shoes from him and I, it, supposedly and undercover. And, um, as soon as I was, He touched my foot. I was like, oh, my God, this is really, really dark. This is really bad. And I went back and I said, you know what? You're not going to get evidence from him. He'll never admit that he murdered this girl, but he's going to try to murder somebody else, and that's how you're going to catch him. And he's been in jail for 25 years to life. Wow. Wow. And so as soon as he touched you, you were like? Yeah. But he he let Demi—you know, we have a choice. We have a choice to allow— our positive, healing, loving energy and thoughts to control us, or we have a choice to have the negative choice to, to let negative things go on in our lives. And, and the best thing to do is to think positively and healing, with healing and compassion and love because that's how we accrue our karma and we elevate our soul because our, our purpose is really to end up at the right hand of God or become one with mm. goodness and love. It's all in my book.
3: The universe. <laughs> <laughs> I want a copy. So that's interesting because I think the number one thing that holds most people back from talking to people on this topic or seeking readings or whatever is fear that they're going to hear something about themselves or their future that they don't want to hear. Is mm-hmm. that is that true? I mean-
1: yeah, and and also when people meet me, it's like they're looking in a mirror. So. They get guilty right away. They think I'm going to find their darkest, deepest secret. And I don't do that. I don't do that. My goal Are you is ever to tempted
0: to, to look like you've got a celebrity? Do you like go like, I'm just going to go a little deeper and find something just for myself, just to know? <laughs> okay. well, so I can be super judgy. No,
1: but okay, so Melissa can't no, be a psychic. Cannot. It, <laughs> no, cannot. cannot. It's interesting you say that because I always believe if to be a really good psychic, you have to be a little bit nosy. Real, yeah, yeah because you, well, want, to you <laughs> want to know what's going on. You want to know what's going on, but I really don't tell people who I read for unless they tell people who I read for. But are there times
3: right. when you feel something or see something negative that you actually hold back well, and don't? That's, that's what, the what person, I was
0: going to ask everybody. You know? Actually, I wanted to ask okay. Liz that. Okay. I want to yeah. come back to you on that. I want to ask: Do you ever go in and read a pet and find something really dark, either about? the pet or the family or
5: so well I I don't know that it's dark sometimes I mean there is a dog that I, that I try and do just the person that's in the room and there was in one of my episodes on my podcast the, the dog wanted to talk about this woman's roommate and I, I said okay well we're trying to talk her name is Megan and she's in the podcast and so I said okay well baby we're talking about Megan and and the dog is saying no I want to talk about the Roommate and I, because the roommate wasn't there, I didn't have her permission. I just called her the roommate. And the dog was having this issue with the roommate's mm-hmm. stuffed animals. So, it they, they will br- animals will bring things up. What was wrong for, with the stuffed animals? They had a power struggle. The dog d- couldn't yeah. understand the difference between a stick in the park and that was trying to claim the stuffed animals that this girl they were sentimental to her. She didn't want the dog to touch, stay out of my things. And the dog's like, Those are mine. So, a common
0: Domestic dispute. Yes. Yes. Is it a dark evil
5: moment? No, I don't think so. But dogs will try and hijack a conversation if there's something they really want to say. Like yesterday well, with okay, you. So you
0: in all, sorry. Yes. To disclose everything, you came over and read my dogs yesterday. Yes. And Arnie, for those of you who follow my social media, is the newest rescue, the ba- the beige one. Um, Was very chatty and pushed his way to the front.
5: Yes. And they will do that. And they will also, at the end of my sessions, I always try and find out what the dog often, usually, my niche is dogs. So what the dog would like its person to know. So Iris, my big sweet shepherd, wanted Melissa to know something. And I said, okay, Iris, but is there something there's no way I could know that, you know, this is that she loves you and some other things that are in the podcast that's coming out today. But Iris was like, no this is my turn, you ask me, this is what I want to say. Is right. right, and she was very reluctant to, to go first, where
0: Arnie, you know... Well, yes. she's the
4: middle child. The middle child yeah. tends to have a little...
0: When well, Lola, wouldn't... the Jack Russell, took credit for everything and anything and claimed she was,
4: what was the word? Disgusted. You guys have to listen to the podcast, because I have to I'm tell sorry. you, she truly made me a believer.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because oh, Lola, my Jack Russell, who rules the roost, was disgusted. By the how the other two run around like Looney Tunes basically, and decided that it was she's the one that said it was okay for Ernie the newest crazy rescue to stay. She took full credit for it (laughs) and wanted acknowledgement that it was her doing.
5: Or like Lola said, she liked this scent the your new perfume. There's a new smell in the house. It's one that we put put in the back. Figure out what it was. But Sabrina, yes, at the it's end... Yes, vac-
4: it's the vacuum scent. It's a satchel bag. You put it in the vacuum so the ba- vacuum doesn't get a little nasty smelling.
0: That's all. Well, and I had noticed it was, like, really good. I walked in and I kept saying... It smells like coconut or something. <laughs> I'm like, it smells really good. And I was like, I don't have to even change perfume. I haven't changed perfume. You know and why it
4: was her first time getting next to a damn vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ooh, I like this
4: vacuum. Little sexy.
3: this interaction was going on. Did you see? Came right behaviors? up
0: to. Came right up to Liz. It I, was. I
3: witnessed it.
0: It was. It was. It was crazy. How do you guys deal with
1: skeptics? Oh. Can I just say one thing oh, about yeah. if, if if you see something negative, nine out of ten times, if you're really good at what you do, you can prevent the problem and help the person avoid something. Well, say, that
0: was actually my next question Even, before we get into skeptics. Okay. How, are there things you will not tell people? Um, like, oh, dear God. You're dying today. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, or do you just say you know hi look I look both might ways before just, you cross the street?
1: I, I, if I say something, I I, I don't want to alarm people, but I might just couch it in a in a healing loving way, like. But um, you might want to well, go have that goyer yeah, check. like if like <laughs> I, for instance, I had a woman who came to me, she wanted to know if her husband was cheating on her. This mm. was quite a while ago, and I said, you know, I don't, I I, I I'm not sure about your husband, but I'm seeing. I, I got her name, I, she and her sister had similar names, and I said, I'm seeing a, a lump in, in in somebody's breast, but I don't know if it's you or your sister, I don't know. But it, you can take care of it, and you can fix it. So she goes to the doctor, she calls me up, and she goes, well, I didn't have a lump in my breast. And I went, well, okay, good, I hope you don't, and I hope I was wrong. I love that she called bitter. Like, you were wrong. Like, yeah, congratulations, right. now, I'm glad I was wrong. Now, six months later, I get a phone call. You were right. I, I had a, a, a lump and we caught it right away and we got rid of it. So that's the how the that's how yeah. this works. Yeah, was the husband cheating? How, how, how the, she yes. deflected the away. from husband was yeah. cheating. Yeah. She how deflected away her? from it. Um, I I I did, I did tell her. I said, yeah, I, I I feel like he has an emotional relationship with somebody. Well, you know, whatever.
6: Emotional with his penis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh. That okay. kind of. <laughs> but, I love you right. this much. You've read a. Ton of celebrities on your show, kind of the basis of your show. <laughs> Do you ever get things that you're like, number one, I can't say on TV, and number two, that I just cannot tell someone, mm-hmm. well, because I... celebrities, let's be honest, sure. and I'm talking from both sides of the red carpet now, mm-hmm. we're fucking whack jobs <laughs> for the most part. I mean, we are. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Peanut Gallery.
2: (laughs) I think there's something to be said about being forewarned and being foreprepared. And I think that when it comes to doing this work, there's – no control over what I receive and I think what most mediums and psychics get. It's how we deliver it. And I think there is a degree of responsibility in being considerate, in looking at the environment we're doing a reading in. When there's cameras, of <laughs> course, you know, there's an element of vulnerability for the celebrity, for anybody, anytime there's cameras rolling. So I think, you know, you have to take that into consideration, articulate things in a way that are sensitive. But, um, you know, yeah, there are times where it's hard. You know, I'll, I remember my reading with Alan Thick, and I sat with him. He was a, <laughs> a hardcore guy. skeptic. And he had a loved one come through who died of a congenital heart condition. And this loved one said, Alan, you need to get your heart checked. You need to get your heart checked. You need to get your heart checked. And Alan looked at me, and he laughed, and he said, thanks, Dr. Tyler. And he didn't really (laughs) believe in it. And Alan tragically passed away three months later of a heart condition he could have prevented. So this comes through to help people. It's not to scare people. I think we get the question of do we see people's death? I think, if anything, most mediums or psychics or intuitives can sometimes get those predispositions. It's, It's meant to be helpful and to be preventative.
0: Have you gotten any celebrities that you're just like, oh, I don't want to be in the room with Yeah, for anybody? sure.
2: For sure. But, you know. And I who you. are they? This oh, is a right. brand new I'll, podcast. We'll a <laughs> This is brand new. As my mother
0: used to say, nobody's watching. Don't worry. Nobody's listening. Just give <laughs> us initials.
2: It's just us gals. Let's see. There's an H and an M. There's a boy, George. Uh, there's a few. But, no. Yeah, I've done over 200 readings, never knowing who I'm going to be reading as far as celebrity goes on the show. And. I can say most have been gracious, Most probably because they're scared shitless, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) He's read me. Very gracious.
2: Oh, tell me,
1: tell me, tell me, tell me.
6: Well, one thing that came up, I was like, oh, he said Mm -hmm. I was going to do a podcast. And I was like, well, that, oh, my gosh. (laughs) So so
0: that's crazy. That is kind of funny. (laughs) So wait, so tell
6: me about your reading. Well, what came up? Uh, which I'm wondering if you still feel the same. If something yeah. changed, is like one you said, podcast something about Georgia and that there's another child. Mm-hmm. My life has completely, completely gone haywire changed. since then. So I don't know.
2: I still feel like there's baby vibes for you. I feel like either being a mother figure in some capacity, I feel like it's going to happen. And one interesting thing is, I do find in readings, I'll, I'll oftentimes sit with people and get a feeling like, hey, there's going to be a second or a third child coming. Keep it in mind. There's cases where people will divorce, and then five years later, they enter a new relationship, and the Who person they're scoffed. married has a child. Did you
0: just scoff?
2: And so that child right. ends up being kind of like the uh child figure for that He's person. totally calling her out. That's why her eyes are I want
1: to see if—those th- little green lips just go, pfft. But, you know, sometimes <laughs> you can be—that can be your path. And there might be a little spirit calling you to say, hey, be my mommy, be my mommy. And life can change, and, and and a prediction can change to a certain extent. That's that, but that's true. You could marry someone else. That's a really good point. But
3: though, I think what's really interesting about that is, to the extent that skeptics are listening to this podcast, right? What what skeptics say is that one of the big techniques, and I think some people call it the Barnum effect for you know PT Barnum, is that you tell people sort of general stuff mm-hmm. and then they personalize it and think it's uniquely about them and, right. and they say that's a you know tactic and that's why this isn't true so maybe you guys could talk a little bit about
0: yeah that.
1: well um, there's go ahead
0: well i was gonna say actually let me start with liz on this one because Let's, we went through this yesterday where she clearly said i'm gonna paraphrase sit down and shut up yeah she was like, basic she
4: specifically said not, don't tell me anything don't tell
0: me anything do not give me anything about the dogs you can tell me basically nothing pretty much what you You said I can yes like don't tell me if I'm right or wrong no just basically sit quietly and then you know and then I'll ask you if you have questions or more or less if there's like a follow-up on something
5: right because I didn't want want...
0: want what oh my god not always again the (laughs) Peanut Gallery. You were able to do that, Melissa. (laughs) Yes, wait a minute. Wait a minute. minute. The other, the other EP on Fashion Police, who knows me oh too well.
4: Yes, Lisa. I was able to. Okay, so listen. In Lisa's defense, this child can't hold water.
0: No, I'm not like my mother.
4: Yes, you hell you are. uh, my mother was Everybody raise your hands. She like her mother. Okay, half the room. Oh, she did good. Thank you. You did a good job. Um,
0: Excuse me. (laughs) Remember, Sabrina, what Robert Hignan, our dearly departed friend, used to say to my mother? I'm going to say it to you. Be a well, not a
6: fountain. (laughs) (laughs) Look how big I am. I am the
4: best
2: fountain around.
5: (laughs) I want to know if
6: it's only dogs. Like, do you like, oh, there's this chicken that won't leave me alone?
5: So, no, I can talk to any
0: animal. And one of the things you and I were talking about on this topic, and I was asking you because— the whole mind-body connection has become such a big deal. And you actually brought up someone who was way ahead, like Tony Robbins. Believe you can do this. And and you you were saying that so much of it, especially with, I'm going to use air quotes, psychics, is telling people to believe they're going to be okay. Believe the positive. How important is that? And you see that with, with, with healing.
3: I always talk a lot about joy. And I think the difference, I often ask people if they know the difference between happiness and joy, most people have a hard time differentiating those Do you, two. different
0: things you're going to get rid of in your closet. Do they bring you joy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think happiness
3: is a feeling you know, in your heart. Joy is the physical manifestation of happiness. So it's the sparkle in your eye, the lilt in your step, right? And I think the only way you, happiness can help heal you is for you to turn it into joy, is to harness the energy of happiness and mm-hmm. put that through your body. And so I think this is... A lot of what we're talking about here, and I think as we were talking about earlier, I don't think Tony Robbins is much different than any of the people here in, in this conversation. All, all he's saying is believe in yourself because I did it, you can do it, right? And they're saying believe in yourself because I see that you know this element of, to your life or whatever.
0: Do you think of yourself as joyful people? I mean, Tyler, you're like a little ray of sunshine <laughs> sitting there <laughs> sometimes, but no. No, oh, do you? Yeah, so that's the question do you ever? Receive messages or anything about yourself. Who, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me rethink this. Who do you guys go to for readings?
1: Or do you not? Well, I mean, I've... <clears throat> or do you read yourself? Well, I, I really work a lot at, at reading myself. and But my sisters are both extremely intuitive. My assistant is extremely intuitive. I also believe that the universe brings us signs. like, Like... When, when our mom passed away, my sister was in her garden. She says, you know, I think mom comes as a butterfly. Cut to I'm, I'm walking in Fryman Canyon, and I say, mom, if you're here, give me a sign. And I turned the corner, and there were literally hundreds of butterflies around me. And my hands were out, and I went, oh, my God. Oh, but it's a bug. Oh, no, but it's my mom. It's a sign. So spirits will bring signs to us. And
0: you don't think that? I mean, I'm just speaking from from a skeptic's point of view. Not that I necessarily am, but the question would be: Do you put value on things and decide their signs rather than well, actually? But something it's more being than
1: coincidence sign? that my sister said a butterfly. Mm-hmm. I asked for a sign, and ten minutes later. There were hundreds of butterflies. But in so, a way,
3: does it matter? Because Exactly. Does it really matter? Because right. you, brought you felt, peace. therefore, it that your peace. mother communicated with you, which right. gave you a very positive aura, aura right. inside of yourself and, and caused you to go out and do something and, great and sh- in the world. Right, so and does she'll, it really she'll come
1: to me in dreams, and they'll be very valid dreams that I have to follow through on because spirits, your loved ones, will still try to help you from the other Or side. criticize you. <laughs> does, has your mom criticized you?
0: Did you know my mom? <laughs> I, well, <laughs> you actually didn't know my, I I did yeah, know your mom. You know, she 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 you know,
1: I love she mom. she didn't have
0: much of an edit making. I loved your
1: mom and your mom totally believed in everything oh, I absolutely. did.
0: Oh, absolutely. My mom was a big believer. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What yeah. do you how do you read yourself or what do you what do you do you go for readings or do you just be like mm. I am I am <laughs> Whatever comes, comes.
2: So in the beginning, I saw over two hundred psychics when I started working. Really, and I was obsessed. I thought I want to go and see how other people work. I want to see how people's methods are, and I had a variety of experiences. Some okay, wait. So how
0: did you know when someone was a fake?
2: So that was usually very clear from about the first how? thirty seconds, how? and it really starts with a feeling. I mean, usually you can feel someone's intentions when you're sitting with like them, like Miss Cleo. But yeah, <gasps> for sure. Well, why I you think... throw
4: shade on Miss
0: Cleo? Oh, because she She's was just an dead.
2: actress. Because she, she,
0: she got busted on. She yeah. She wasn't oh, even, even a though. psychic. I didn't he say worked she worked as
2: a <laughs> that's, that's ultimately Miss Cleo. How it went? Yeah. So yeah, I think synchronicities give indications of our loved ones being around. I think coincidences. Mm-hmm. But uh, but how did purpose. so you saw
0: two hundred? Yeah. What were the different? Wow. What was the most fascinating so, so, methodology for you?
2: I think people who did it completely blind were my most like personal favorites. People who would actually not look at you. People who sometimes would even like literally turn on the other corner and look at a wall and just recite information. I found that to be the most validating. So when I do readings, I actually try to not like make direct eye contact with the person. I sometimes will look up or kind of look to the side. And actually, I feel like helps minimize any chances of reading body language. And that's what I really loved is I went into it with a skeptical mindset. And there were some people who gave me hands down validating info.
0: What was the weirdest methodology you ever saw? Because, you know, we've all, you know, you, we've all seen in movies all you know, the yeah. weird stuff. Like like Whoopi Goldberg and right. Ghost. Like <laughs> what was the weirdest
2: methodology you ever saw? I can't think of, of really any weird ones. Does anyone You are way too I've nice. A,
0: I've
1: got a weird one. Okay, yeah. yeah. See, be more like her. You be
2: meaner. Me. Well,
0: you know
1: what? She's just
4: truthful, Melissa. No, but,
1: in no, the best but sense of the I'm word. I'm a Jap, a Jewish American psychic. There you go. <laughs> I've got a mouth. Okay, okay. okay. So uh when I first started doing this work, we sat around a table and uh, it literally would fly up in the air. It was a real seance. It was, but I won't do that stuff anymore because it brings dark energies. But around. was it real? It was real. I swear to God, it was real. Did it but freak you out? It freaked me out. I was scared to death because the first time I saw a spirit, it scared me and I could see through them. And I was eight How years old. old. You? I eight? was eight. Yeah. Wait, so wait, 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 rewind rewind so exactly were you like just laying in bed or walking down yeah, the street as an eight-year-old I was, and, I, like, w- I was woken up in the middle of the night and there was a man at the foot of my bed i could see through him he had a pouch and he went like this and all these gold lights landed on me and as they did they as they landed on me um they evaporated and and our house had been broken into two weeks before that so the next morning i said mommy mommy the the burglars were here again today and she goes oh no honey that was just a sandman that was so good. What's so good about my family? They never said stop lying, stop making up stories. Just like your mom, Tyler. Your mom has been supportive, and I think it's your grandmother that was also extremely supportive of you. You know, there's there's pos- good and bad. Uh, psychologists, doctors, honest and disoct dishonest lawyers and there's honest and dishonest psychics uh, you know you have to understand that there's people who come from a pure uh, organic place and then there are people who are manipulative and try to to control people with their abilities and so you want to find somebody who's a pure vessel who comes from love
0: oh, and Tyra, you keep nodding did you ever actually physically see a spirit
2: yeah, like absolutely. I, I had really bizarre— Besides the one
0: squeezing your head.
2: <laughs> yeah, that one was more felt and less yeah. seen. But in my case, I had lucid dreams. And I, I really think there's something to be said about entering dream states, dreaming. In my season four finale of my TV show, I actually had my brain scanned by Dr. Drew Pinsky during a reading. And mm-hmm. he actually found as he did this, he picked the client. It was Steve-O, total cynic, didn't believe in psychics. Mm-hmm. And I sat with him. And a truly really insane human being. He was. He's stapled his testicles to his leg. Yeah, so, yes, we're not talking about like, someone
0: who, who makes— <laughs> Great decisions. Right.
2: <laughs> but fundamentally, it was fascinating because as the results came up on the scans, they saw that my brain almost went into a sleep-like state while oh. I was fully conscious. What kind
3: of a scan was it, Tyler? It was
2: a neurofeedback oh. um, machine. So I'm not sure all what they use with it, but it was really weird seeing like that shift. And then when I was done with the reading, they said I kind of was more alert, and my brain waves went back to being more conducive with someone who's conscious and, and awake. So... There's something about sleeping and, mm-hmm. I think, children being able to connect to things that adults can't. But so- you
0: said, but you said, you know, you, you would have these lucid dreams. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was there, how would you describe, was there a physical manifestation?
2: Yeah, it felt like real, just legitimate visits. It felt like as if they, they, they were in flesh like? and blood. So, in one instance, I was... I had a dream, and I saw this woman, and she had a real raspy voice, and she had brown hair, and she said, there's a flower for your mom at my funeral. And I remember thinking, who the heck are you? And I woke up, and my mom – I was like – I remember it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. I had slept in. My mom came in, and I didn't realize she was wearing black. And I looked at my mom. And I said, Mom, this lady just came to me in this dream and said there's a flower waiting for you at her funeral. And she said, oh, my God. I just came back from a funeral. My friend who died – They were giving away funerals at the at flowers at the funeral to all the people who were this lady's friends, and my mom was given one right when she walked in, and the flower was in the table in the other room. Wow! Wow!
0: And your mom's sitting there going, "True story, true story." So,
2: and her voice was raspy. This woman was exactly as I saw her physically, but I don't usually when I do reading see physicality; I see the messages. How do you date?
1: Yeah, that's actually thank (laughs) you. That's a a great question. Question. I dated dated a guy once from. um, England Mm -hmm. and I said you know you really need to know what I do and so I said can I read for you and he said okay so I pick up on his mother who's deceased and I said you know what your mother really likes me (gasps) (laughs) well that will make him run away
0: (laughs) (laughs) did you ask him if he liked or hated his mother beforehand that could be a that could be a relationship killer
4: already knew yeah but
0: she. so now okay that's a great question Tyler do you date
2: you know, I've been in a relationship for three years. Wow! And Good I, for actually, you. You. I, I actually thank you. Are you
0: like though, like when you're arguing, like don't fuck with me? I know that sometimes truth. just
2: like your grandpa would be on my side right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, do, you, yeah. Like,
0: do you like throw like that's the card to throw down? Really? Well, I know that you throw did. tarot card down. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly.
2: No, I, we actually met Ab uh, shortly after his grandfather had passed away via suicide, mm-hmm. and his grandfather came to me in a dream, mm-hmm. and I reached out to him via Twitter because it's you know. You didn't century. know him? Oh, my. Mm-hmm. And basically, yeah, I communicated these messages that came through from his grandpa. It all added up. His grandpa had passed away as a result of dealing with some kidney issues. So he took his own life because he didn't mm-hmm. want to have to see that through. And this was something the only family knew. So when that message was relayed, it like got my partner and I very close immediately just because of the nature of it. His that or he was scared of you. That too, but it comes in handy in a yeah, relationship.
0: Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> the, <laughs> that, that fear factor always gives you the upper hand. I yes. actually want to ask you about suicide you. Yes, because my father committed suicide. Is there a restlessness in the spirits mm. uh, after something like a suicide?
2: I think Shar probably I'll, I'll go to you first with that one. Gee thanks. Okay. You have more experience. <laughs> way more experience. Well, than okay.
0: I so look at look at You're you're being so deferential, like. Thank you. you Okay, so I love that. I love that. He's a sweet. He's sweet, sweet but I love the fact that there's a level of respect within the community. There is. There is. Believe, but not all. Not all psychics. Not all psychics are like this, right? right? Right. But
4: that people who legitimately
0: believe that someone
4: else has the gift,
1: right? But
2: Melissa, you're in a room
4: of really good people because I've seen some crazy. That shit, psychic people. These are right. all respectful, right? Good but I, people. exactly.
0: But I also love the fact that there's a level of respect between okay. people who they also believe are legitimate. Of course. So or he t- didn't t- want to answer, answer the question. Co- that, to that answer Laura's your deflecting. question about yeah. suicide.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I pick up on someone mm. who's committed suicide and uh, and I and I, you, I, I they call me the alphabet soup psychics Sally Joseph Raphael called me that and mm. I get I get initials and I get names because I like to be very specific about who I'm talking about. and um, so it, usually they're like, "Oh my God, I'm not really dead." Cool. So they freak out in on the other side. and some of them, not everybody goes to... A positive place but the goal is to work their way up to a positive place now some people who commit suicide do go to a positive place if their souls were pure and they were loving and they, and, and they but you have to realize I was on dr. Oz once and there was a man who was a total skeptic about everything and, and an atheist and I and and he had a near-death experience, which means he was proclaimed dead, but he came back to life. And during his his experience being dead, his heart stopped, they said, he's, Christ came to him. And Christ said, if you believe in me, and I will take you out of this, because he was in pain and misery, and it smelled like sulfur, and he went to a dark, dark place. So... The goal for everybody is to live with a pure heart and a good heart and good karma, so we end up in the goodness, in the oneness of goodness and love.
0: Listening to you say this completely <clears throat> freaks me out because my father was a suicide, and the thought of my well, father being well, I can. Being, carry- my uh, my thought, I was uh-huh. after my father passed, I was extremely restless, mm-hmm. and I swear I could hear him talking to me, and I felt like. But to sit here and hear you say, like, with suicide, it's a dark mm-hmm. place, like, that's really hard for me to hear because it would devastate me to think my father's in a dark place because I think he was in so much okay. emotional pain. But I'm talking, that he about, didn't have a but choice. But people
1: who don't commit suicide go to a dark place. It True, depends but saying, on like, what right you're. is. I'm sitting here, I'm like, no, but up I'm going to tell out, you, out of, I guarantee you, fear. your dad did not go to a dark place because I talked to your dad. Uh-oh. When? Oh, my mom went to you. Mm hmm. After my father passed. Mm-hmm. And do you remember it all? I I don't remember most things I say, but I and I never told anyone. Right. And You'd, I would run into her, and she'd give me a hug and a kiss. And right. I never told anyone. Right, and you and I discussed that. Ta- it was up to me to bring like up 30 talk- years ago or something. but Yes, but you and I discussed yeah. it okay, and, and I would um, bring it up. But your dad... It, your mom, your your dad met your mom when I promise you when she crossed when she crossed. Well, our, I my you. big
0: joke in the de- the dedication of my book was you know to my mother who I will miss every day and to my father who up until this past September was resting and was no longer since is no <laughs> longer resting in peace. peace. That's hilarious. <laughs> because, but your dad can, was
1: a beautiful, sh- wonderful man. He did not go to a dark place yeah,
0: because I, my, our big joke was like. All of a sudden, he looked up and went, "Fuck! She's here. (laughs) She's here, and she's pissed." Damn, (laughs) the good times are over. He was Edgar, right? Yeah, yeah. He and my son is actually named after him, but he's called Cooper. Yeah. So I because it was not nice. I promise you.
1: So not everybody goes to a dark Hmm. place who commits suicide. Tyler, what do you think?
2: I. In, in my minimal experience of what I've done, I, I think minimal that, only two hundred plus, but okay. Well, <laughs> no. And I think with doing this, um, I found that you know the other side for me, views that they are forever alive. It doesn't really matter whether they're alive in the physical or alive in the spirit. And they view anything that we deal with physically or mentally, any conditions of our human body, as being conditions of just that, a human body. So whether we deal with kidney cancer, whether we deal with stomach cancer, whether we have a brain hemorrhage, or whether we have mental illness that leads to a suicide, to them I find that they come through, uh, to me at least, acknowledging that these are states of physicality, states of being a human being. They liken mental illness to almost being like a filter that we see our life through. When we die, I believe that that state of physicality kind of gets lifted. I believe we have a lot more clarity, a lot more enlightenment than we have than we're able to really have in our physical worlds. And so we all have these filters we see life through. Sometimes mental illnesses play into that. Our ego plays into that. But when we die, I think we kind of unpack that.
1: You know, your,
0: is your pet waiting for you on the other side? Is my, oh? I, is I, one's pet so?
5: Or does your yeah, pet knows I have someone, talked does, to. Did your, many your dog know have...
0: someone's dying?
5: Yes. All of that. Yes. I have talked to many. I did not go into this. I I started doing this and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm talking to animals that have crossed over. And it was a little overwhelming because I didn't have any experience in or or really um, opinions about animals that have crossed over talking to people. I have certainly seen spirits before of people. So. Yes, I, I. animals are very different. There's so, so much love with these animals. I have had animals tell me, I, I'm sorry that I went so quickly, and the woman was sobbing because the dog, I said, I just see a light here, and the dog's heart had exploded. And the dog is saying, I had to go quickly. You, It would have been so much worse for you another way. I didn't want the cost." all of that very reassuring and then I've other dogs who said I waited as long as you needed da, 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 da. so yes i the animals do talk they have so many stories it's always love it's always
6: in general do dogs care about the clothes that are put on them yes <laughs> do so, they get embarrassed no some of
5: them you know i have talked to the designer dogs And they, some of them will do it because they see how much joy that it brings to its person. I swear to
0: God, my dogs are like. I hate every minute of this. But yes. yet we do it. A yes. lot of them do.
5: I saw a video on Instagram where someone was doing something to a dog, and I was like, that dog hates that. And the person kept talking, da-da-da-da, and I was like, that dog is not enjoying this. So, no, it depends on the dog. So
0: they don't like when I put the antlers on them at Christmas? No, no, no.
5: <laughs> some people, they, no. Oh, no, some I, I, they like, sit people. there and
0: look at me like, they hate you.
5: They may hate you, but they want to bring you joy. Depending then why don't the they? Dog? Why do they
0: make such a fuss and don't just sit there quietly for a photo? <laughs> if they want to bring me joy, yeah. You and I discussed. Thank you. I have a friend who's actually an uh, an oncologist. He and his wife actually have one of those that they're testing one of those cancer smelling dogs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you have you heard about this? These yeah. dogs that are being tested wow. to see if they can actually smell cancer. What and you 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 work. With cancer patients, what is your thought on that? Well, I think. Besides the the fact, by the way, none of us will go to this person's house.
3: Like no, literally, we're all like,
0: no, they can only come to our house. I am not getting anywhere near your dog. Like keep that thing away from (laughs) me.
3: Well, I think it's actually a very plausible thing, certainly for some kinds of cancers. So, for example. a lot of people don't realize, but one of the main symptoms of stomach cancer is bad breath. Now, obviously, there are far more people with bad breath that have stomach cancer, so don't everybody flip out? You know, when you get, you know <laughs>
0: I know everyone's going like this
3: <laughs> when you need to have a breath mint. Yeah. but but the truth is, is that that can be a symptom of stomach cancer. So and, and, and so people can smell certain aspects of things, and so it's very plausible that dogs could as well.
0: Now you've heard about these studies. Yes,
3: I very how, much. How how
0: are they going?
3: I don't see any – I've not seen any results yet to know how reproducible this finding is yet, but I think it will be interesting when they do come out.
0: I I just want you know, speaking for myself, and I don't know if Glozell and Sabrina have had these kind of experiences, I have definitely walked in places and, like, every fiber of my being has said, get out. Mm-hmm. Now, it has happened repeatedly to my mother – I was and with it, her on yes, a few of those few, occasions. Yeah, there was oh. one in uh, South Dakota that she was with mm-hmm. my son. Mm-hmm. And he talks about that he swears they saw ghosts. She did. She We were in Sedona. Well, no, but the, on that same trip, though, before I remember right before they had been— I got there. Yeah, but they had already been in in, yeah. in that hotel. Mm-hmm. And my mom had ordered—in South Dakota, they were on this— My mom and Cooper, every summer, would take a trip. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to see a bunch of national monuments. And this was when they went to go see Mount Rushmore. And there's this very famous hotel. First of all, they both walked in and were like, Mm -hmm. and they swear all these different things happened. And my mom, the next morning, said to the room service people, you know, are we crazy? But we had all these things. They saw lights and all this stuff. And the room service people said, oh, that's nothing. You should see what goes on in the kitchen. (laughs) Um, At which point my mother and Cooper were like, we're out. But Mm -hmm. Cooper has it, too, very sensitive Mm -hmm. to places being – uncomfortable i walked in places and been extremely uncomfortable like i said after my father passed i mm-hmm. swear he was with me my mother you can't get her to shut up i mean that's but that's a separate issue <laughs> but
4: she had real fear though Mel. my mom had she, real fear she, when i was with her i just kept saying this was the one thing that was told to me as a child mm-hmm. was that you will encounter spirits
2: but what really? you have
4: to remember is that you are the living. Mm-hmm. They have gone on. And so I was taught that if you are in that space, you have to command the authority. So when I was with your mom and she was like, I see this glowing man. He got a long <laughs> break. And I was like, well, Joan, you probably have. I was like, what you need to say is, look, I've been working all day. I'm tired. I need to lay down and get some sleep. You are not welcome here. Have a nice night. And she just kind of looked at me like, You are crazy. And I'm like, No, I need sleep, little lady. And you do too. Be authoritative and that just not welcoming or shivering. Now, truth be told, I am like really afraid. I will not lie. I am afraid. But I knew that taking that authority gave me
1: back my power. Right. But so you I are so something. wise. You are so wise. Please and don't that tell is, her that. That is amazing lord that over information. So, uh, mm-hmm. No one and nothing has power over us unless we give it to them. Not a living person and not a dead person. Well, I
6: have so. issues with a child. Oh. Because there's my, my daughter, one that she just insisted that her name is Ruth. And I'm like, what? Well, and then she kept talking about the red coats were coming and it destroyed the family. And she just went into this whole crazy thing. And it's I'm from like, her well, past
1: life. It's absolutely. My sister does past life regression. She's a doctor of psychology, and we work on cases together. Your daughter has memory from past lives. And And the revolution. You know, I'm I'm a history. The American Revolution. The Redcoats are coming. But but you Mm -hmm. know what? Think about it. Think about the child who's two years old and gets up in the middle of the night and goes to the piano and plays Chopin. We bring gifts yes. with us from other lifetimes. I'm sure Tyler brought gifts with him, his psychic gifts from other lifetimes. I know I have.
3: Well, let me ask you then, in in light of present times, um, very, who's going to be president? Very, <laughs> very, 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 <laughs> e- very evolved present times. Is a woman trapped in a man's body, or a man trapped in a woman's body from right. a prior bring life? I, Great question. I wow. no, wish I had thought know, of it. You know,
1: I I have a show called Reading Queens. <laughs> world of wonder so but anyway um i've talked to some of them mm-hmm. and they do feel that they were female in a past life and they're way more feminine than most women i know and and they do have memory of this and they've they they never finished it in their past life so they brought it to this one mm-hmm. it's Ooh. that simple
0: well i want to before wow. we wrap it up i want to go around the room and ask of our psychics what they want the takeaway to be, and of our non-psychics, what you think you've learned today, and has it changed your thought pattern anyway? So let's start with our non-psychics, Lawrence. What do you, what have you taken away and learned maybe today?
3: Well, I think that, um, every-
0: or re- or it's something that's re-, re, been reconfirmed to you.
3: Well, I think that everybody who's here today in this conversation, who's who's a psychic, is comes across as a regular person, a believable regular person who I think using the word that Tyler mentioned has good intentions and Shar said the same thing in slightly different words, good intentions and so I think that I've taken away from this that if you have good intentions that this gift or tool may just be another way to help achieve good intentions in the world like maybe a rich person donates money to a charity or something, they're using their gift to create good intentions and that that people who don't have good intentions but have this gift may, you know, use it in a more nefarious way. And the important point is choosing who the person is and resonating with them.
6: <laughs> Close out. Well, um, when it comes to psychics, that I used to be terrified of uh, psychics and zodiac signs and anything astrological. And now um, I'm thinking like, oh, it's not just like the crystal ball and you're in this dark room and it's scary. I do believe that you can have this great spiritual side and that also the positive psychics are on that spiritual side with you, so I want to encourage people because a lot of people are like, you know, prayer just is not enough right now, <laughs> you know, because they want things quick and fast. And so I, I would think that your business is definitely booming in a positive way because we're more open to it. And I, I want a reading. I, yeah, mean, I love it, exactly. I mean, it's hard to get in touch with some of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina,
4: what do you think? I feel like with Liz and with Shar and with Tyler. They just reinforced that we really need to cling to what's positive. We and it's it's your, your intentions. It's your pureness in heart. Though that's what really matters at the end of the day, black, white, gay, straight, whatever, you know, what's your heart really about? What are your intentions? And that's what they validated for me today. And I'm and I am really open and more flexible more than what I was taught earlier on. It's you you have to be a little more open to really understand someone else other than just being in your own bubble. And I'm, I'm thankful for that.
0: And I think for me, a lot of it is um, my avoidance of readings is because is it's so fear-based. I think because I'm so scared I'm doing things wrong or things that my parents would not approve of or that I'm making too many mistakes. And I think for me, it, hearing you guys talk is more about switching my mind thought to a positive. I I think you'd be surprised how proud your mom is of you. I think you'd be surprised. Thank you. But I I think for me, that's like, for me, my takeaway today is a big, that's a big, huge mind shift. Because for the last five years, I've been like, la, 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 la. You know, I don't want to know. Two actually last questions for you guys. What you want people to know. And then also, has anyone picked up anything in this room? So Liz, what what do you want people to know? Besides your podcast.
5: Uh, just, yeah. Talk, so, so your podcast it's called? Talking with the dogs. Talking with I the dogs. Interview awesome. dogs and find out what they want their people to know. And if people can get still and quiet, tune in to, the you know, let it go and tune in to the dog in their life and listen with their heart and then just observe. Some people will hear it. Some people will get a picture, a feeling, or a knowing, and and. By cultivating their own intuition, and it probably works with tuning in with a loved one, just that meditative in honing their intuition that Shar talked about, I want people to try it and that even if 10 people try it, at least one or two is going to notice something. And I want people to go and be able to talk to their own dog. Shar, well, your new book. Plug the book. Plug oh, the book. Okay, it's coming
1: out. Uh, you can pre-order it. It's called "The Universe is Calling You." It's February eighteenth, twenty twenty. Very excited about it. And um, you can watch Shar Vision. And if you go to char.net, c h a r dot I'd love for you to be on Shar Vision. By the way, if, if you're open to it. <laughs> and um, and then I I'm, I have Reading Queens uh, with World of Wonder on their subscri- subscription channel, but I I call it the four C's. We have to have the courage the confidence, the commitment to conquer our intuition because the courage to just do it, the confidence to, to own that power, um, commit yourself to, to listening to it, and then conquering it by having the courage to act upon it because sometimes your intuition will come in your busiest part of your day that says, call your mom, call your friend, and then you call and they really needed you. So... And there's also into there's also psychic on demand where you tune into someone like what Tyler does and you feel their energy and, and you pick up things and you trust the thoughts that come to you but I teach this in my in my intuition workshops uh, the one thing I can I can give to people is besides charnet <laughs> <laughs> is intuition will take you places logic never could mm-hmm.
0: Tyler Amazing. maybe the most ad- Adorable so human cute. being. Oh, yes. I have so ever Thank been in a room so with. Adorable. You have Thank no you. idea. <laughs> like, I am so having a crush on you right now. Aww. Aww. Tell people you're going on tour. Oh, yeah. We're just calling it Tyler Live. Yeah, well, Ooh. it's uh,
2: Hope, Healing, Enclosure. Closure. It's in the year 2020. I'm going to be doing 36 uh, cities across the U.S. And where so... can people
0: find the dates? Uh,
2: my website, TylerHenryHollywoodMedium.com, where you can get tickets on Ticketmaster. Um, it's really a two part show. First part, I share about what I do and how I got here. And the second part is live readings. And for me, if there's really any takeaway from what I do, it's this. I think, you know, prayer is us consulting God. Meditation is God consulting us. So if we can take that idea, you know, as Glozell said earlier about prayer, so many people feel like prayer isn't good enough. In alignment with yourself, alignment with your will, and alignment with your intuition is how we can really lead the best lives possible. And on that note, I've had to pee for the past hour. So I might have to go to the bathroom if that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) I will be back. (laughs) 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 And on that note, I
0: want to thank everyone for being here today. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, how much fun. And how
4: informative. It was really
1: great.
0: This is great. Thanks, everyone. Listen, I
4: have been watching our engineer's face and he has been having a blast with this show. Oh,
0: good. Thanks, everyone.
4: Thank, Thank you so
6: much.